Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. As always, I'm Adela Marcy, and today we're bringing you another badass to the well, to the call. Today we got my good friend Leon Benjamin. Leon is one of the cool dudes out in Montreal, um, Canada. Don't don't hold it against him. He's actually a really great guy. Plus, he'll kick your ass unless you're above a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, Then you'd kick his ass. But still, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> he's the guy behind. Uh, as always, the show is brought to you by TripleYourTribe.com, AdelaMarcy.com, and um, sorry, it's on blueprint.com. So tribe.com is Leon's site. He'll be getting stuff up there. And we're going to be covering a shit ton of stuff today uh, to do with Instagram branding and essentially just having fun with it as always. Dude, thank you for doing this and being here. Hey, thank you, man. It's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a long do. Yeah, we've, I've been trying to get, on the show, get you on my show for about a year now. I think the last time we, we spoke, the first time was last last year sometime and i was like man we need to do a show together and you're like yeah and then you're like i don't do podcasts and then you moved and then you did a podcast <laughs> and you're like i'll do a podcast yeah <laughs> that was the craziest thing ever so anyway yeah um for a lot of people that don't know who you are including i don't really know your backstory how you got into instagram how did you get into like doing a lot of instagram stuff um it first started when i got into entrepreneurship when i started uh my first product was selling beard oil. I just got interested by it when I moved to Saskatchewan in the middle of Canada, and I thought it was just a thing to grow your beard there. So I started doing that, and uh, I, I started posting beards on my Instagram page out of nowhere, and I just started hashtagging beards and beard gang and all these things. And I saw that those pictures got the most uh, engagement out of all my previous pictures, so I'm like, hey, something's going on here. And then I started looking more into it, and then I saw like all these influencers and models like putting up, like showing off their beards, and I'm like, hey, this is a cool thing. And then I started growing mine, and then I wanted to put out a product because my brother passed me this book called uh, The Millionaire Fast Lane. Yep. And uh, so yeah, I I, just, I was in the time where I didn't want to be an employee type of thing. And I'm like, I'm going to put out a product. So, so I just put like a, um, I, I looked up for like beard oil recipes online. I made my own. And then I put it in like a little mascara bottle where you could just like brush it on. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> so I wanted to be something different like that. And I just put, put that out there. And um, I put like newspaper ads. I put ads on like Facebook, put some on Twitter. But then on Instagram, it got the most traction and it got the most engagement. So I started just like sticking with Instagram. And um, I started l reading about Gary Halbert at that time too. And I found out about lists and uh, getting like hot lists. So like buyers lists and stuff like that. So I thought, how can I apply that to Instagram? And then I thought like maybe just go after the followers of other brands that already sell beard oil so i started engaging with those fans and i went from selling like one product or two a month to like one product a day through instagram so i was like really happy about that i just really focused on it and uh and yeah it sort of grew from there because i started working with local barbershops and then i started like coaching uh like like helping uh fitness trainers how to use it also and I just stuck with that because uh, when I worked with fitness trainers, I thought I'd work even better with them 
So I just started focusing more on them and just dropped their beard oil stuff. That's so cool. I was going to say, you have an amazing beard right now, so um, <laughs> pretty much like testament. Here's the thing, though, guys. Like, there's, there's a boys' beard club. Like, Billionaire's Boys Club can have that thing. This is Billionaire's Beard Club. It's what we do. You grow a beard, you get in. It's essentially what it is. <laughs> That's it. Like, you get to a certain point where your beard is, like, just worthy. Epic. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, I'm regrowing said beard because I shaved it off for a Comic Con cosplay, didn't I? So, oh yeah, yeah. Dressed up as a Joker, so like you can't really do the Joker with a beard. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I commit to my goddamn <laughs> character, and everyone knows this. Hell, I can do Heath Ledger's voice. That's how committed I am. So, oh my god, suck it. Yeah, Dark Knight <laughs> Heath Ledger. That is that is my jam. I did it for the whole day while I was at um at Comic Con. People were like, seriously, you sound like it. And I was like, I know. It's <laughs> That must have been so fun for you, oh, <laughs> like messing, messing with people. Dude, do you want me to do the voice for you right now, like on that? Yeah. All right. So this is this is like my attempt. What's your favorite um, Heath Ledger quote from The Dark Knight? Um, just when he talks about his scars or like. Wait, which, which, which one? The f- the first one or the second one? Because there's two. There's two different voices you have to do for him. Oh, I'm not sure. Okay, is it the one where he's not about his dad or the one about his wife? His wife. Oh, God, you had to pick that one. That's the harder one of the two. Fuck it, we'll do it. All right. <laughs> so I've got to get into character for this. So it's pretty much this. Hold on. Ah, ah, ah. Ha, he, ha, who, he. And I thought my jokes were bad. Okay, that's the voice. Okay. Hold on. I've got to think of the actual line. It's, um, you must be Harvey Squeeze. Oh, you look scared. Is it the scars? Want to know how I got them? My, uh, my wife, I used to be married, and my wife told me that I need to smile more, who got in deep with the sharks and in debt. I'm totally completely ad libbing the story because I can't actually remember that story, but it's like, um, it's like, but the mob, oh my God. I couldn't pay the debts, so the mob took the knife to it, did. Gave her a uh, cut her face off, and we didn't have the money for the uh, operations. So, I took a razor blade and put it in my mouth and did this to my face. And you know what? Just to show her that it's okay that I loved her for how she looked. And you know what? She couldn't stand the sight of me. But now I see it. Now I laugh all the time. I love doing that voice. It's one of my favorite voices of all time. Oh my god, um, I got goosebumps as you were doing that. <laughs> my favorite one is the one where he's talking about his dad. It's like, it's brilliant. It's like, um, I'll, I'll do that one just because like that one's super easy for me to do another verse. It's like crazy. It's, um, yeah. do you want to know how I got, oh, it's like, do you want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night he goes a little crazier than usual. <laughs> Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit so he comes at her with a knife laughing while he does it does it me watching and he turns around and comes at me with a knife and he says why so serious puts the blade in my mouth and he says let's put a smile on that face and then why so serious uh, it's like you think about the ins- the thing about insanity it's like gravity all it needs is a little push I just love doing. I just love doing that. That is my oh all-time my favorite voice. To do. That was so good. This is the only. I don't think I've ever done this voice on a live podcast ever. 
Um, I've got one coming up with Stephanie Arroyo, which is like the next one after this one. It, it's uh, airing a week later. Um, Stephanie, that's going to be the nerdiest podcast I do because um, little known fact, I used to voice act and still do audiobooks. Um, but the, wow. she she loves uh, Futurama as much as I do, and I do like three or four different voices from Futurama for the fun of it. So we're going to get those on. But yeah, um, that's epic, man. Yeah, you you get like the highs and the lows so well <laughs> oh yeah it, it it took me a couple of years to get that voice down because like <laughs> um the weirdest voice i've ever done is the gingerbread man from shrek i can still do it at like 15 years on um it, the weird thing is like my voice still hits that same high high pitch i'm like because like my nat my voice like this a little bit bassy but my actual voice is very bassy and goes into hypnosis mode and then you got like <clears throat> then you got um hold on but like that comes out of nowhere and you're like holy shit never yeah. let me never let me order a pizza by phone because i fuck with people on the phone when i do pizza oh, yeah? runs yeah <laughs> just order a pizza as myself and then argue with myself as the joker vegeta from dragon ball z alucard from helsing ova um you know freaking sherlock holmes gets an appearance and that just everyone gets an appearance of turns with the shit they're arguing about in the background in the end they're like <laughs> adult i'm like yeah like okay your pizza's on its way i was like thank you like what was that was like entertainment just because kind of like backtracking a little bit here though because i do want to kind of jump back onto the focus to you here so you're doing this crazy beard oil stuff and instagram's getting a shit ton of likes i mean you've gone ahead and built brands for other people like crazy on instagram like help them on their engagement right yeah so what would you say would be like the biggest mistake people make um they don't know what their focus is yeah that makes about sense for everyone's life but how do you mean <laughs> like uh, like some people just like put up pictures and then they put up like two words and then they expect people to understand what's going on that sounds like me <laughs> that sounds like, like me all over like especially brands when they do that like they think that their audience has like the secret know how or like um, what do you call it um, like secret uh, language that he, that they're talking to their audience, but they need to go a bit more in depth. And you see that like in some accounts where they talk in, like in paragraphs for every post, and those accounts tend to have way more comments and conversations going on in their posts that it just makes them more trustworthy and people can relate to them way more quickly. Yeah. Well, what would you say would be the right amount of length of like text to use in an Instagram post? I would say between three and five paragraphs. Really? Holy shit, that's yeah. a long-ass post. Yeah, I think, like, minimum would be, like, three to five sentences. Okay. Just to, just to get the feel of, like, what's going on in the, in the post or, like, uh, what your thoughts are or why you're putting it up or, like, something really, really simple. Okay, so essentially what you're saying is that you can run, essentially, like, a Facebook post to a photo and put it on Instagram. Yeah. So essentially, it's kind of like an Instagram post is just like, look at my photo of my breakfast. It's like, breakfast, acai berry, here's everything that went in, here's why I love acai, tag it with like 30 hashtags, and put it <laughs> online. You, yeah. don't, don't even front, you're the king of like, tag with as many hashtags as possible, make them relevant, duh. Yeah, exactly. Motherfucker. <laughs> hate you so much right now no i'm kidding i love it so <laughs> but the reason i the reason i say that is because i like, i'm fucking stupid when it comes to like um posting on instagram because i don't actually do a, like i love photography but i just think 
and I'm sure like a lot of people thought this, and actually I'm going to ask you this, how you overcome this. Why the fuck would anyone listen or read my Instagram? Like, how do you overcome that feeling? Like, why would anyone ever view my Instagram? I think it's the caption in combination with the image that makes it more powerful and makes it more you. Oh, no, and, I, dude, no, I don't mean, like, that so much. I mean the sense of, like, the mindset. Like, you know when someone comes into oh. you and goes, why, okay, I really want to do Instagram. It seems fun. It seems like the right place to be. But why would anyone like my photos? Like, it, say, let's not say they're not, like, a business owner. They're just someone that um, loves photography because Instagram is essentially a photography business. Yeah. Now, say they love photography, but all their, photo- all their amateur work is just basically fun stuff that they take photos of, and their mindset is... Why would anyone fucking, like, even bother looking at this? What advice did you give that person for their mindset? Better worded question. Well, that would be more towards, uh, they, they have a voice too, and their opinion counts. So, anything that they would put out, say something about it, they're, like, share your opinion and voice it. Okay. That's what I would say. That just shuts it right down. Like, fuck you, bitch. Go ahead and get, like, you got a voice. Use it. I love how, like, to write this conversation. Is going right <laughs> All right. So, kind of jumping back into it. So, basically, captioning photos would be a big thing, right? Yeah. So, what would you say is the best caption you've ever come up with? That I've ever come up with? Yeah, for, like, one of your photos. It could be for the beard oil thing. It could be anything. What was the best caption you've ever come up with? I think it was like a really long post that I made about me fighting this goat last year. Wait, you fought a goat and you didn't tell me this? <laughs> okay, story time, this motherfucker. What, how? Where's this goat come from? Did you win? Okay. Um, sort of, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was in Hawaii uh, last year. I just decided just to go there. And then... Um, one of the, the people that I was staying with, they had a goat. It was there, like the pet goat. And um, it was just like on a leash, on a string against a like tree bark, and, like a stump of uh, old tree. And then um, it would just stay there like all day. And I felt bad for it. And I just like went there to like pet him or like play with him. And the scary thing about goats is when you approach them too much, they like start to like bow their horns at you. And then... When they get close enough, they jump on their on their back feet, ready to like attack you. <laughs> oh shit! The first time that happens, you get really really scared. But then when they land, they always land at the same spot. So I always put my hand to like block the horns, <laughs> and right. then it just goes back and forth like that, like the entire time. So, so it's fun because they put their entire like body into it and it's really fun to like play and like push them and like because they shove you too and they like really force it so you got to force it too and it's really fun okay i'm just gonna go and say here peter we're not abusing animals it's essentially just playing with a goat no one get mad at the animal play or whatever it is just saying i don't want to get like 50 messages what the hell no no okay we're not we're not playing that shit here no, it's playful. I think that's how goats play. And Yeah, like... pretty much that's how they play. But there is some people. I mean, um, the reason I bring this up is because um, one of my friends, not on my podcast, but like while we were out in the real world, um, actually told one of my friends how I play with my cats. 
Okay. And I had like pet services call me up and ask if everything was okay. Wow. Was like, yeah, because like I have Bengals, <laughs> right? I have like thoroughbred Bengals. They're fucking fighting cats. It's what yeah. they do. They like to hunt. They like to attack. And I'm mm. playing with like Chase, the asshole that you can hear in the background eating. And, you know, my co <laughs> co pilot the show. I swear to God, the, the cat lo like he loves fighting as much as I do. Like straight up, his favorite thing in the world to do is wait for me to walk across the room, run up and attack the back of my legs. Never takes his claws out like to to damage, but enough to like kind of go got you. Yeah. And then chase him around and then play with him or pick him up and make him dance. And he like he's totally cool with it. Mm -hmm. The problem is, someone, like, my friends said how I play with them, and they are like, oh my god, animal services! I was like, fuck off. It's a cat. It's fine. Yeah. If, I'm not hurting If I hurt it, I feel terrible. But it's the same with this goat. This goat was, like, chilling. It was having a good time. So no one get really mad at, like, uh, Leon or me, for that matter. Yeah, like, I always gave him, like, leaves to eat and stuff like that. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, you fought a goat. Yeah, it was really fun. Like, uh, I, I did that, like, every morning. <laughs> That's your workout, right, while you're in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So bringing this up, because like, I do want to ask about jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, have you, like, trained at all recently, or have you just taken some time off? I took a bit of time off, and I went, like, once a week for, like, a couple months now. And I recently got back to, like, doing three times a week, and it just feels so good. <laughs> right? Tell me about it. Um, I've taken, I think, ten days off jiu-jitsu so far. Yeah? Because I, uh, I competed two weeks ago. Um on the 28th. Oh yeah, yeah, tell me how that, how that went. Did not go well. Did not go my way. Um, I had a great match though. The guy did really, really well. Um, I'll send you a video afterwards anyway so you can see what's yeah. up. But like, um, I, I felt confident. I mean, it was the first time competing in literally nearly two years. Um, wow. So it felt weird, but it was an Ogi contest at Naga. I gotta hand it to the guy. He almost broke my ankle. Um, he had me in an ankle lock. Oh, I hate those. He had a straight foot lock, his whole body weight on it, and I was like, God damn, this hurts so much. It just didn't tap because I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's not broken. I'm okay. And then he got it. I was like, I'm okay. And then just somehow he let go. I was like, Thank mm -hmm. God he let go because that really, really, really hurt. <laughs> Went home like, Oh, my leg hurts. But it was, um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the competition aspect of jiu-jitsu, and um, I'm heading down after this podcast, actually, oh, to, nice. um, to a city down by... Well, actually, where Dan lives. Dan lives out in Bra Brighton. Mm. Um, I'm actually heading down towards Brighton to uh, train there for the day um, with a couple of my friends. But, yeah, Sweet. I, mean, I was going to say, as far as it goes like jiu-jitsu, because this is quite an interesting thing, because a friend of mine started a jiu-jitsu Instagram account. Nice. And... Again, just anyone out there, the reason I keep bringing up Instagram is because, like, Leon's a goddamn genius at this stuff, so I want you guys to get as much as possible out of this. Um, but you can pretty much make an Instagram on anything, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. like I was saying yesterday during a roundtable call, was, like, some people use it in, like, really weird ways. And there's one account that just posts a picture of The Rock over and over. <laughs> you know The Rock, the wrestler? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, how many views do they get, though? <laughs> I'm guessing a shit ton because he is really popular. They get maybe like, I think they have like twenty thousand followers and they have like at least a thousand likes per picture. It's <laughs> like so strange. Yeah, it's the same thing. That is insane. Holy and crap! Yeah, there's like some accounts that like keep their accounts private, but then you have to like pay for the access. There's, stuff, there's like all kinds of weird stuff that you could do. 
Wait, okay, so why would anyone, like, would you say it's smarter to keep your account private, or would you say it's smarter to keep your account public, if it's your personal account? If it's a personal, I would, uh, it depends, like, if you want only your friends to see it, I would keep it private, but if you want, like, more engagement, more likes, and become, like, more, uh, like, an influencer or popular, I would keep it open, so, the hat. The hash, if you put hashtags on your posts and your private account, it won't do anything. Okay. So, so if you're, you're public and use hashtags, you're allowing other people to like uh, search the hashtags and come and see you. Okay, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool because I was like, I was, uh, there's a few people I follow and you can only follow them if they accept your um, request. So right. I was like, I've, I've got to ask about that. Because I, I find that really, really strange. I'm like, why would you be on Instagram but have it as private? I have no idea. Yeah, so just you, you can just want it to like for your personal people, or you want to really track the traffic that's coming in. Like big accounts do this; they like uh, make their accounts private, and then they do like a sort of launch or whatever from like shouts from other pages, and then they see how many people request to join. Oh, okay, that's pretty smart. I had no idea they did stuff like that. So, yeah. okay, quick heads up on this. Like, so if I was to, like, you recommended a while ago to me uh, a site called Grum or Groom, is it? Yeah. Yeah, G-R-U-M, Grum.co. Yeah. yeah. Do, you rec- do you still recommend them or no? Yeah, the Grum.co is still good and another one called Schedulegram. Okay, what's Schedulegram like? It's sort of like Grum, but the their process is they actually use devices to, like, schedule people's stuff. Okay, explain. So um, so you can't have a third party schedule and post your stuff through Instagram. Uh, Instagram yeah. wants you to stay on the platform. And um, so Schedulegram is a service that allows you to schedule your stuff and it posts for you. And it has like a really nice like user interface to like schedule stuff and like have like set uh, times where you just drag and drop and like it, it puts all your posts in the right times. Okay, so is that is that more I is that more of an app or is that more of like um, online thing like uh, Grum is because Grum is all desktop. Yeah, it's all desktop also. Oh, sweet! So yeah, so with Schedulegram, the way they have it set up is to bypass Instagram's uh, things. They have like actual phones at their like uh, company, and so they're not going against the terms of service. So that's how they have it set up there. Okay, and Grum doesn't like Grum's just a hundred percent like, hey, we just do this and we'll keep it going for as long as we can. Yeah, like I'm not really sure what their exact process is. They claim that it's they're not going against their terms of service either, but Schedulegram goes in depth into explaining what exactly their process is. Okay, that's pretty cool. See, I'm just like the stuff like this just really fascinates me because I'm like always curious about seeing how companies do things to grow. And yeah. You know, Instagram's Instagram's cool. Like, it's one of the things I'm focusing on for like the rest of this year because um, I told you like before the phone call, I've stopped writing copy for clients. Mm-hmm. So, um, and one of my passions is photography. So, I'm like, damn, I need to get my Instagram game up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good channel to be on. Yeah, for, for photography. Yeah, it's just fun stuff like that. So, our oh, let me let me mention something. Um, Go for it. Uh, our mutual friend Yasin. Uh, yeah, he used it for photography and like his uh, business mindset stuff. I had no idea he was on Instagram, you know? Yeah, he posts like long posts, short posts, 
and uh, yeah, his account is doing pretty good. That's pretty cool. I'll have to hit him up on that. Um, how are you working with him? Are you working with him like mentoring, or are you working with him as just like do you know him as a friend? Uh, mentoring. At first, it was like friend and asking him questions and stuff like that, and then like I got into his mentoring thing. Oh yeah, I've got my first call with him in a couple of days. It's just like we've not been able to schedule a call because we've had really busy uh, shifts in both our schedules. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's awesome. pretty cool. I'll have to like hit you up afterwards about that. But yeah. it's really like I love his style of marketing, which is like very open. Like, I you're not paying me anything. That's fine. I'll still help you. <laughs> yeah. I love how like straight he is about it, though. Mm-hmm. Totally. It, like, I mean, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference in um, how you perceive, and that's you know, he's a really good guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of jumping onto the hashtags thing though, like how did you, how do you find your hashtags? Like what's your research for, um, hashtag finding? Okay. So the main thing that you want to grasp about hashtags is there's two, uh, sections. So when you look up a hashtag, you'll see top posts and you, then you'll see most recent posts. So the top post is the most engaged posts on Instagram at the time. Uh, so um, there's only nine of those, and then the rest is all in chronological order. So if you post an image, it's going to go for sure in the most recent section in chronological order. But if your post gets a lot of engagement really fast, then Instagram will want more people to see it. So it's going to move it on to the top posts. And then you'll have a more long-term uh, reach and exposure that way. So what you want to do is find the hashtags that are popular enough, but also small at the same time that people are searching that are in your target market, and then you hit the top posts. So once you hit top posts, your your post is going to get even more engagement, and it's like a snowball effect from there. Okay. So what you want to do is for for what do I do for hashtags for clients is I look for hashtags that are uh, first off I look at their uh, average likes on their pictures and what they're averaging so maybe they're averaging maybe 50 likes per picture and so I look for hashtags that have uh, the I look at the top posts and I see if the one of the top post images has um, less than 50 likes so if it does, then I'll likely choose that hashtag. So so it'll be easier for for that post to to, uh, to get in the top post. Okay. So you do that uh, with like it, with like medium sized hashtags. So like between five thousand and a hundred thousand posts is a good range of hashtag um, frequency. So so I would first look at that number and then i would look at the uh the minimum likes to get into that top post if that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense okay because some bigger hashtags you see like they all have like thousands of likes to get in and uh, it's going to be really difficult if you use those hashtags to, to okay. get a post so but you want to you... build yourself up that way so what if you actually used, like, would you recommend using, like, a big hashtag amongst the 30 smaller ones that you can get into? Um, yes. So, like, I would put in, like, five popular ones, and then the rest could be released targeted ones. So you, because the, the more popular you go, the more, like, likely you'll get more likes and um, engagement coming in through there. 
but they're not really targeted. So um, they're just like random people liking to get likes back sometimes. Okay. So you want to get some of that in and to like get your rankings up and while you're working on getting top posts on the other smaller ones. So that's really what what's going to get you the, the exposure that, that you want in front of the right people. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So my, my next question really is kind of a weird one. Um, do you actually use like a scheduler to know what type of post you're posting up every week? Because consistency is the main game for Instagram. I mean, it's no good posting one pick a week. Because um, some of the big accounts, they post like one one pick a day, right? Yeah. So what would you um, recommend for that kind of thing as a scheduler? Um, it depends. Um, like you can have it uh, scheduled for you. So like Grum or Schedulegram, which are very good. And there's other, another one called Later.com. And they do something similar with the Schedulegram. But they go more towards um, scheduling your posts and then send a notification at the time of posting. Okay. So so you can do it all uh, on your computer and have it laid out the way you want. Uh, you can have a preview of what your feed will look like, and then when it's time to post, it, uh, it sends you a notification, and then you, um, you open your app, and then it, it like has your caption already written, and then you press, you press post, and it posts for you. Okay. But what I actually meant was, um, that's great, but I mean, I actually meant like, um, you know, like you have a six-day schedule, like saying, okay, Monday is selfie Mondays, Wednesdays is like, cool look Wednesdays, whatever, Thursday, throwback Thursday. So do you have something like that already, or do you recommend people have something like that, or do you just say kind of like, whatever you see, post it? Um, yeah, I recommend people to have like a themed days. So like one day can be all about mindset, one day can be all about like fitness, the other way can can be all about nutrition especially with my fitness clients so that's that's what i recommend for them and then they could have like their themed other theme days throughout the week so like uh, i always recommend them to uh, like take when, when they're on their walks to uh, also incorporate some instagram stories um to like uh, vary things up and to share uh, a bit more personal stuff as well so that's more of like a anytime type of thing but the main posts, uh, it really depends on, on their market. But, uh, but yeah, usually it's uh, like a workout day or a nutrition day or mindset day. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And then you can rotate, rotate those around or have like other weekly themes that you do at your own. Like maybe they have a gym or maybe they have an online thing and maybe they can share uh, something that they're doing online. Huh. All right. So basically, just make sure that you're doing stuff that's quite well, um, well, not found, but like just basically stuff that's related to what you're doing. So it's kind of weird if you're a fitness coach, for instance, and you start posting pictures of like, I don't know, your pets without any actual real reason to. Like, yeah. build a story around it, essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah. So, like, if you're walking your dog, you can say how it's like your accountability buddy, or it how it like motivates you that because he was like a what do you call it a rescue dog or something or anything like that to like spin the story that way. Okay. Cool. Right, that's pretty cool. Sorry, this is like one of those things where you kind of, when I'm just like taking notes at the same time of the <laughs> I'm sat here like oh shit, so I should do that. Um, that's pretty cool. 
So this is kind of a weird question to ask because it is an offshoot. Again, I've like I don't have like tons of questions written down. It's more or less like they just come to me while we're speaking, mm. and that is. Um, so what would you say to someone that actually is multivariant in different markets? Like, the reason I say that is because um, one of my biggest issues personally, and again, I'm talking about me personally here because it's the best example I can give. I suck at niching down to one thing because there's so many mm. things I do. Like there's my jujitsu, there's photography, there's my lifestyle stuff, my mindset stuff, my business stuff and copywriting and storytelling and all this and this podcast. So I'm just like, how the fuck do I put this all together in a way that is um, that's conducive? Like would you say just pick one venture down that way? Or would you say, you know what, just turn it into a lifestyle where you show who you are? Yeah, I would recommend having one one account where you could be like an influencer that way or like just share your life and like um, it could be like your blog type of thing on Instagram or you could split it up into different accounts and be like um, Adil Jiu Jitsu or <laughs> Adil Photography. Yeah, see, my Jiu Jitsu nickname that I'm trying to work for right now is the name Abakashi. That's a cool name. Yeah, here's okay for my for for my Brazilian Portuguese friends that know what this means. Don't give it away. What it actually means is pineapple. <laughs> like I want my nickname to be pineapple, but in Portuguese. That's a badass name. I like. Just, I love just because I was like, why? Because his moves are so sweet, but he's prickly as fuck. Boom. <laughs> just oh, just because Jesus. that's the shit I think of. Like when I'm sitting down in an isolation tank, it's not like how's my life. It's like. What cool nickname can I get for jiu-jitsu? <laughs> Just shit like that. But obviously I've got to get my jiu-jitsu game up to do that. But no, um, so okay, I, I see that's, that's pretty cool. Now, the next question I really had for you was like, if you're editing, um, would you recommend posting raw photos or would you recommend like editing slightly, like, you know, using an app or using Photoshop or um, Lightroom to like change your photos a little bit? What would you recommend? I recommend more raw. Um, and... To add in some branded images also. Okay, what do you mean by branded images? So like maybe you have like your fonts or like you have a couple words on it or um, um, like you know how you have like a strip of like blue color let's say or red and then you have like a little a few words there. Yep. And then you can repurpose that image uh, on other platforms as well. Okay. But Instagram is meant for more like raw stuff. And um, if you edit them too, like it's gonna um, like the default stuff is, is is good enough. But if you wanna like step it up and go with like Photoshop and stuff for every picture, then then you have to dedicate um, dedicate to yourself it. to do that. Yeah. All right. So, what apps would you recommend on the phone? Like, say someone actually wants to um, start using photo apps on their phone to actually start taking really good photos. Um, do, you, do you not have any? Because I know you're more of a raw type person, but I was like, maybe he has an app or two that he really likes to use. <laughs> um, I don't really use like photo editing uh, ones. I use Typorama and WordSwag. Oh man, I've not heard of WordSwag in ages. <laughs> I love that app. I used to have it. I wonder if I've still got access to it. Thank you for reminding me. Just like writing oh. down, go get WordSwag. Typorama. Okay, so what's Typorama like? Typorama is a bit like WordSwag, but I think it gives you a bit more freedom, I, I find. And uh, you can even add in like your, uh, what do you call it? Like a little logo that 
that's like the same on every post if you want, like a watermark. Okay. I find that feature pretty good. That's pretty uh, cool. And uh, another good one is uh, ViscoCam. I've okay. heard of that one. Never heard of that one. That one's for um, editing photos. Huh. Wait, no, Visco is in VSCO. Yeah, VSCO. Yeah, then I don't even know how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. When someone says Visco, I'm like, is that a different thing? But then, like, when I go, oh shit, now I have that. I have that app. Because, like, they release some really good filters, and it's, it's really good for editing, like, base level editing, because they come, like, pre prefixed. Mm hmm. I love that about them. Uh, cool, 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 cool. So, what would you suggest to someone that is um, starting out in business? Because, like, you've got a couple of books, obviously, that you really, really love reading. So, which ones would you recommend for business, or just personal development, really? Personal development. Yeah, I really try. let's go, I, let's take it out that realm. Okay. I really enjoyed reading. Um, Feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh shit! Yeah, good book. Yeah, what was, I, what was, what was your biggest takeaway from that? Um, to say, so what? I'll handle it. Okay, expand <laughs> on that. Expand on that a little bit for me. Like when when I feel like stressed or like a lot of things coming at me, uh, like there's there's like some sayings in the book that to like repeat yourself or, or to like uh, refer to at sometimes and. That one really stood out to me. So, like, uh, say, so what? Like, so what? I'll handle it. I'll be fine. <laughs> That's a good way of doing it because, like, just reaching out and just saying, so what, does help. It's a psychological trigger. Um, if I may throw in one of my favorite ones that I love doing. Yeah. When life starts fucking around and starts wo stops working in your favor, you feel like it's not. I love throwing my hands in the air and going, plot twist, and then continue on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like, my friend taught it to me, like, years ago. It was just basically, it was like, if life is your story and your story is your life, then why the fuck are you not going ahead and just saying plot twist? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm writing that down. I don't want to forget that one. That's a really good one. Yeah, no, it's just, like, some shit that you do. Because, like, think about it. Like, as a writer as well myself, what I love doing is, like, you love throwing plot twists for your characters to engage. And, like, if you're a character in a book, then, you know... That shit works. That shit happens. So you just want to throw in the words plot twist when your life goes crazy. You're like, plot twist! And then just move on. Like, make up the next scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just such a fun way of doing that. I mean, I love I love doing shit like that because it just makes my day easier. I love that. I'm still going to do that today if, if something messes up. <laughs> yeah, just like, just yell out plot twist. People are going to look at you really weird. <laughs> I'm like, what the okay. fuck's this asshole doing? Yeah. Um, sweet. Oh, right. So check this. So I'm downloading WordSwag onto my phone. Turns <laughs> out I had WordSwag under a different iTunes account. Mm. It's my account, but it's under my old iTunes account. So I had to like sign out my new iTunes account into my <laughs> old one because I didn't want to pay five pounds. So I was like, I'm not paying seven dollars for something I already own. Oh wow, it's seven bucks now. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's gone to like well, it's a little bit more. It's like five pounds depending on the current rate. I think it's like seven to nine dollars, give or take. Mm. It's not it's not too bad, but like still at the same time, like if I already own it, why would I pay you know, pay yeah. for it? What was the other one? Typogram or Typorama. Typorama, that's the one. I remember um shit, what who who were they? They they had a, it was a 
there's a company called App App Sumo. Not App Sumo. It's not uh, an app company. That they're basically App uh, App Gratis. They they stopped operating like a year ago, but they used to bring you deals every single day on like, like free like, shit you could download. Oh, cool. Yeah, like so free like, apps. No paid apps that were free for one day. Oh, right, 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 right. So, like, you'd get photo apps, video apps, music apps, all for free or a discounted rate. That's awesome. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, I got so many free apps off that. Like, that's how I got Typo, uh, Typogram. Oh, nice. No, type, yeah, Type, uh, Word Swag, I actually got that way as well. So, I actually got Word Swag by, um, just waiting. It just came out. I was like, uh, yes, I will definitely take that. Are you kidding me? And yeah. sorry for the background noise. We've got a construction site across the road. Um, <laughs> I thought it was your cats. <laughs> no, that'd be hilarious if they just started like beating some shit up. Like, I'm currently being held hostage by my cats. I'm sorry. What's really funny? That's a, that's an email in one of my um, in my funnels that I'm building right now. Is like my cat's holding me hostage. <laughs> like what I'm planning on doing so I'll, I'll reveal this part of the funnel right now for everyone that's listening so like for one of my products what we're doing is um, so when you opt in you'll get like a couple of good emails of stuff but then you'll also get asked um, you'll get an email saying I'm being held captive and that is, that is the reason why I can't do the webinar today but instead what I've done is make a very quick uh, video for you so if you just go here under duress Try not to uh, listen out for my screams too much because I will get slapped if I scream. So I'm just going to talk normally and just like mail this video out to everyone. So everyone's going to hear this video like, oh, hi. Yeah, no. So here's how I would do this and how you can get your tasty treats today. And all this, that, the other. And then at the end saying, I'll do the webinar in a few days. I'm being held captive while trying to escape their evil clutches and see what happens. I just want to see what response rate you get because it would be quite funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's fun. <laughs> I like having fun with stuff like that. People take shit too seriously, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> oh, so am I. Like, trust me, I've like this, which is weird. I'm a, I do stand up comedy, and I get told I'm too serious. I'm like, really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really weird. Man. Well, it's why I keep saying, "Why so serious?" Right? Mm. <laughs> Just go into the voice whenever you want. But no, it's all good. <laughs> but like, um, so ideally, what would you say would be the biggest impact that you like? What's the what's the vision that you have going forward in like the next six months? Because we're halfway through the year at this point. Yeah, which is insane. Uh, yeah, I want to just like impact more people to use Instagram uh, the way it's made to be used and more effectively, and just want to get more people involved by doing it right and properly. I mean, you don't want to like do Instagram. You can do Instagram incorrectly, like a lot of people, namely like myself, or you can do it correctly and like you. And it does work. So, what would you say would be the biggest takeaway for Instagram? Like, why would someone want to be an influencer on Instagram? Like, what's one of the big perks that you've seen for for yourself and for your business and like for your clients? One of the biggest perks is getting people to say uh, thanks for like changing some aspect of my life something like that <clears throat> so like really? really yeah like um even like if you don't get a lot of likes or comments on your posts you get that one or two people that re that reach out to you and really thank you for like like helping them get through like a breakthrough so like if, it, if it's like a fitness client or like um like business wise they'll be like oh yeah 
like this whole time. Thank you so much for like giving me that aha moment or whatever that is. I th- I find the, those uh, conversations are like the most like satisfying for me. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So like actually helping someone get an aha moment is probably one of the most satisfying things that you get from what you do. Yeah. Alright, that's pretty cool. So now comes my favorite questions on the show, and anyone that's listened to the show for any time period, you know what's coming up next. So, you know, in your life, both business and life, because you're a little bit younger than me, I think, um, Mm. have you ever been knocked in your ass? Like, you know when you get knocked in your ass so hard that you feel like, how is my confidence this low? How do I feel like I'm this knocked down? Yeah. What did you do to get back up, and how did you prosper from it? Like, what was your strategy? Interesting question. So what we do here, man. We ask interesting <laughs> questions. I think I was very angry at the time. And um, I just wanted to make things right. So I just counted my resources and focused on the people that were positive with me and that were on the journey with me and started um, putting myself together that way to like interact only with them, interact only with people that actually gave a shit about me, and to really not, um, not give in to emotion on certain things and to just stay focused on my goal of like getting myself out of that situation. Okay. So could you expand on that a little bit? Like, I think it was about two years ago, I was at like one of my lowest points. And um, I was just having some really huge arguments with my parents. And um, it was it was just like a really negative time for me. And um, oh, it was so like painful <laughs> to go through. <laughs> but um, But I got through it. And uh, I think one of the things that, that helped me the most is to uh, give back to some people and at the same time uh, pick myself up and put up some good like positive habits for myself. So I think I went more towards jujitsu as like an outlet and to really like uh, coach other people to like improve themselves. Like even though I was like a three stripe or whatever, I started like helping out with like the the, the lesser white belts also at the same time. And I think that really started gaining me momentum to help more people. That usually helps. I mean, something that um, I'm really grateful for is my instructor never actually gets mad at me about that. Mm. Like, he never get like, there's some instructors I do know where they get really, really mad at you for like, how dare you like teach or show someone new a move that you've only just started to understand some shit like that. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, I've had that, like, before... Uh, well, I've not had that. I've had someone else have that happen to them. I'm just grateful, like, in my gym, like... Because I train uh, with Marco Kanha down at Fight Zone with Checkmat. Mm. Um, their whole philosophy is you can be a one-stripe white belt. We don't know your past. You can come in and, like, know something crazy good mm-hmm. and teach the class. But usually it's, like... Um, I found this as well. If you teach someone else you remember the stuff better yeah totally yeah and same exactly. goes with business and life but the whole momentum thing is actually quite interesting because once you start building that momentum it's like you become unstoppable right mm-hmm. 
it just adds up, adds up, adds up, and just keeps you to go forward. I, yeah. Yeah, it just seems like such a fun way of doing things. That's pretty cool. So my favorite question that comes up to the show is, um, so if you were to give like advice, like three-step advice um, on how to... Um, so, okay, how do I put this? Yeah. So if you had like... So if there were three, if there was three pieces of advice that you can give someone in two different places, in two different places in their life, one is like an entrepreneur that's like running headfirst into a world like I've made money before. Why can't I do this right now? What am I doing? Why am I struggling? And the other one that's actually hit a plateau and they don't know how to grow. So they both got different frustrations, but they both do growth. What three pieces of advice do you give them to actually get them started? And it could be with Instagram, could be with anything. But what advice would you give them? Okay, so for the entrepreneur who was making money and now is plateauing, yeah, or, yeah, and the other one is uh, they've made some money in the past, but now they're failing and hitting a brick wall. So, so, so to the second one, I would say talk more to your to the existing clients and customers um, to do a bit more research on the market and to see where you had previous success and what made people buy at first. Okay. Um, for the entrepreneur, <sighs> I don't see how the, how it's different. <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to be the same. I mean, it could be like either the same advice goes to both or, you know, varies. Like, I'll give you an example. Like someone someone that has hit a plateau, they can go out and invest in the coach, right? Someone that has, like, they've ran headfirst into a wall and they're kind of like struggling like crazy, maybe can't afford a coach. So what would they do differently is essentially what I mean. But like, so the first one, you've given the first piece of advice to. So what piece of advice would you give for the other two uh, for like what two pieces of advice would you give? Hmm. Could be like blanket blanket pieces of advice that work for both, or just variant to one. Yeah, I think uh, reaching out to someone who who has already been through that, or to like uh, relax a little, <laughs> and um, maybe maybe he needs he needs that plateau for him to to learn something. Okay. That's pretty cool. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> so it would be like well, yeah. Well yeah, I mean that's that's like a big thing there because you know sometimes hitting a plateau is just sometimes hitting a plateau teaches you more lessons because you understand how to be still and grow. Mm. Yeah. So what would be the third thing that you give advice on? I'm surprised you've not brought up Instagram yet for anyone. Yeah, I mean, if if they're on Instagram and they see a plateau in their growth, I would check um, like if they stopped posting, if they shop, if they stopped showing up, if they uh, stopped asking people questions, um, to reevaluate like what type of content that they've been putting out, and maybe they used to be funny, but now they've become more and more serious, and then they got less engagement that way. So. So to really check yourself and see what has been working before. 
Okay. So just see what someone's working for and go back to that, essentially. Yeah. Or, like, look at other people who have, uh, who are still successful and that are keep that they keep growing and to look at some of the things that they're doing. And one thing that I saw recently that uh, Grenade J does, um, he looks at, uh, like, other pages and other influencers and he sees like a sort of video and then he sort of replicates that in a really funny way okay like like i don't know if you saw this but there was a picture of him like doing pull-ups properly and then next to it was like a really like sloppy way of doing pull-ups and it was hilarious <laughs> it's, i've like, never actually done stuff like that. i've never seen his uh, page <laughs> yeah so follow him on on instagram and you'll see that that funny one that he made got like over a million views in like a really short amount of time oh wow his, his his username is Grenade J, and he started doing more of those like how to do it properly and how to not do it properly. But he he switches the check marks, so he puts the the way to do it wrong, right. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like his other the the other ones in his series are getting loads of views also. Cool, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like it when people have that. Um, like the comparison, comparative thing is actually quite good. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. So people can actually go find out more about you from com, right? Yeah. Or through my Facebook, uh, Leon Benjamin. Yeah. What's your Instagram anyway? What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Leon Benj. B-E-N-J? Yeah. B-E-N-J. Yeah. Cause Benj, B-E-N-G-E. No, it's B-E-N-J. Leon, <laughs> at Leon Benj. He's, he's up there. I forgot you could spell it like that, too. Well, no, I'm British. We make fun of everything, man. That's what we do. <laughs> it's like, sounds like Benj. Sounds like Minge. Get him. Ah, it's weird. <laughs> oh, I think I made every joke on here ever, like, by insulting somebody, which is brilliant. But, yeah, anyway, guys, go check out Leon's stuff. Follow him on Instagram. Hit him on Facebook. Uh, annoy the shit out of him. He'll help you because he's really good-hearted like that. Do it while his beard is still growing because once it's at full maximum peak... I have a feeling that he'll be charging more for his time, so go do it now while uh, while you can. Exactly. You have no idea. Like the beard has powers. It tell it whispers things to you at nighttime. It's like charge more money for this thing, <laughs> and you do. You don't argue with the beard. Essentially, is what I'm saying. Why do you think I have one? Anyway, guys, I'll speak to you real soon, and see you on the next episode, where I guarantee it'll probably be the nuttiest podcast ever. And if it isn't, blame Stephanie Arroyo. She's she's the one to blame if it's not nerdy enough. But Leon, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. Um, hopefully, we can get you back in future. Same here, man. Thank you so much, Adil. Take care. See you guys later. Yeah. Bye.